Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys had a wonderful Monday. As you can see from the title, today we're going to talk about being squeaky dirty. You know how you say something's like squeaky clean? Yeah, today we're going to talk about how it can look shiny and it can be squeaky, but it can still be dirty. So grab your journals. If you would like to sow a seed into this word today, you may sow at my cash app, dollar sign the Christian Bay, or my PayPal, which is polished144 at gmail.com. All of this information will be located in the description box. Now, let's get into the episode. Y'all won't guess what book we coming from today. (laughs) Y'all, we're coming from the book of Luke. Like... I promise I wish I I wish I could see y'all face when y'all hear me say we coming from the book of Luke because I'm pretty sure that y'all face look like my face and y'all expression is like my expression and we sisters and we brothers and sisters so we just be on the same page and I know y'all be like the book of Luke again matter of fact if you be like the book of Luke or you make a facial expression every time I say the book of Luke DM me the face that you make when I say Luke send me a picture on IG at the Christian Bay underscore or at the Christian Bay podcast and show me the face that you make or the rolling eyes face that you make or the emoji that you look like when you hear me say we're coming from the book of Luke. Nonetheless, y'all, I got to be obedient. We're coming from the book of Luke and I can't cap like I really be amazed at how many words he gives me from the book of Luke because I just be like, well, what else do you have to say in this book? Well, I mean, what else? But today we're coming from the book of Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 19. So grab your journals. It reads, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out loud, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you impromptu story time that I did not plan to share with you guys but you know we just gonna go with the spirit and whatever God placed on my heart that's what we gonna talk about so as some of you know last week I spoke at a conference it was called the finding freedom conference and I had to speak on the first night of the conference and I had to speak about um, breaking generational curses so before the conference happened when um, Mariah is her name my sister Mariah she's been a guest on the podcast when Mariah asked me to be a speaker she was like you know it's going to be interview style um, so I'm just going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer and I'm like all right bet like cool no problem girl I can answer questions so then she hit me up like a week before the conference and she was like matter of fact I think I'm just going to let you take the floor and you just do your thing and I was like oh well okay you know if that's what you want to do I guess I just you know I'll just I'll just (laughs) so that's what the that's what the plan was for the conference so before the conference which was last week Thursday 
Um, that was the opening night and I was the speaker for that night. And before the conference, you know, I'm praying, I'm doing my quiet time and I'm writing notes. Now, if you are a faithful listener of the Christian Bay podcast, you know that my podcast is raw, uncut. I don't edit. I don't remove background noise. If y'all hear a car, I'd be like my bad. Like it's just raw. It is what it is, y'all. And when it comes to the word that I share, it's like that as well. But for this conference, you know, this is a conference. I got to prepare. I got to be ready. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to take some notes. Like I'm just going to take some notes and I'm going to follow these notes when it's time for me to speak because this is different. It's not my podcast. This is a conference. People have paid to come here to see me speak. Like, girl, you got to have your notes ready. You know, it's only right. And do y'all know that five minutes into me speaking, I just put my notebook down and then I just start talking and that was it. And what God showed me from that, and I don't know who this is for, but what God showed me from that is that when you prepare too much, you box him into your plans. He can't move how he wants to move and he can't speak through you how he wants to speak through you when you're trying to read line for line, word for word, what you wrote down. Granted, I wrote it down while I was in his presence. I wrote it down while I was in the spirit. So it was still Christ led, but the difference is the anointing. The difference is what I wrote down if I would have stuck to the script, if I would have stuck to the book, I could have been blocking off fresh word that the anointing wanted to be dropping within me in that moment. And I realized that when I was trying to speak and it was like my words, that's why I always tell y'all, y'all know I leave my notebook because whenever I try to have an outline or have notes in my notebook, the Holy Spirit speaks to me quicker than I can read. So I end up losing myself in the notes. And it's like, this notebook is in a way I got to get this word out. And that's what happened last week on on a conference five minutes in, I realized that this notebook was holding me back. I'm just going to have to put that to the side because it's something that God wants to get out and he doesn't need that notebook to do it. So there's somebody that's listening to this episode and God wants you to know that don't get so caught up in planning that you don't leave room for his Holy Spirit to move. He wants to move in your life in a fresh way. He wants to move in your life in an unexpected way. And if you box him in into just this structure that you have and this paper that you have, and it has to be said like this and it has to be cut off right here you do not leave room for him to move so I did not plan to share that with y'all whoever it was for the Lord wanted you to know (laughs) but I say that to say that today I was like all right God I ain't doing all that like we get we got the scripture and y'all finna get this word. So it's so many words that God is dropping in my spirit for the scripture that I'm just gonna go line by line and I'm just gonna give it to you as God give it to me okay So this chapter starts off talking about how Jesus was heading towards Jerusalem. You know, he was on his journey, handling his business. And he noticed that there were 10 men that had leprosy that stood out of distance and they were crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Now, if you don't know what leprosy is, it's a skin condition, which means that anybody that have leprosy, people can see that. And it's a different type of pain. It's a different type of hurt. It's a different type of cry that you have to Jesus, that you cry out to God when your stripes or when your weak place or when your area of pain is publicly showing when people can see the pain when people can talk about the pain when people know about the breakup or they know that you lost your car or they know that your business failed or they know that your house is in foreclosure when it's a public pain it's a different kind of hurt so when it comes to crying out for for Jesus it's a different kind of cry it has more passion because that passion is being pushed by the pain that's being produced through what you're going through publicly so it says that 
that there was 10 men and they had leprosy and they stood at a distance and they were crying out, Jesus, mercy, master, have mercy on us. God, don't you see what's happening to me? Don't you see this condition that I'm in? Don't you see that people can see that I'm hurting? Because I know it's not just me that when you in pain privately, it, it, it hit different. You know, it's not that bad when nobody knows about it. But when it goes on social media or when all your family members know about it and your big mouth grandma telling her friends and now everybody looking at you sideways, when you experience that type of public pain, your cry out to God is a little more deeper than it would be if it was in private. So it says that the 10 men that had leprosy, they said, Jesus, mercy, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Verse 14 says he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, what this is equivalent to is when we're experiencing public pain and when we're experiencing public embarrassment and we cry out to God, we ask God for a word. We ask God for comfort and God responds to us and he tells us what to do. He tells us how to make this situation better. He gives us comfort. He reassures us that he's there with us and there's something that he's going to do in this situation for our good. So Jesus said to the 10 men, go show yourselves to the priest and the 10 men did what any of us would do. If I'm in public pain and I'm crying out to you, Jesus, and you tell me to do something, I'm going to do anything that you're going to do, that you tell me to do. It it doesn't say that those 10 men said anything. They didn't say where the priest at. They didn't say what the priest looked like. They didn't say who the priest is. He said, go show yourself to the priest. And the next sentence says, as they went, because whatever needed to be done in that moment, after they cried out in pain, they just figured it out. And that's why sometimes people wonder why God allows us to experience pain it's because when you're in pain you have a better spiritual posture you don't ask questions you don't have doubts you get so desperate that lord whatever you say i'm with it whatever you say i'm gonna do it and it's that type of faith that makes god move so it says that jesus told them go show yourselves to the priest and as they went they were cleansed of the leprosy because god is such a good god that when we're experiencing that public pain when we're experiencing that hurt when we call out to him and he tells us what to do he gives us a sign that he's moving on our behalf. You know, you're not crying as much anymore. So, you know, he's hearing your prayers. And even though your business was doing bad, you got one sale today after you prayed all last night. So that's God showing you that I heard you. I'm going to drop this little nugget on you to let you know and to give you some type of confirmation that I heard you, baby. I see your tears. I understand the pain that you're going through. So it says that as they followed Jesus directions, as they went, they were cleansed of the leprosy so what that means is that now they're in the place with their journey where you can't see their pain anymore and y'all know how it get when you can't see the pain you know you you're real desperate when everybody can see the pain but sometimes we get to the place where well lord this do kind of hurt but you don't ease it to where nobody don't know about it no more. And even though I came to you when it was bad, it's getting, it's not good, but it's getting better. So since it's getting better, I think I can take it from here. You know, it's a different story when you're hurt and you're bleeding publicly and you're crying out, God heals me. But once that blood stops dripping, God, I think I can go my own way now. I don't have to hide under your covering because whatever pain I have now, it's hiding internally. My friends can't see, my family can't see. So even though I was praying to you and I was listening to you when it was public, now that it's private, I think that I can cover it up by making my own decisions and doing things my way. That's the attitude that we get sometimes it's easier to 
walk our own way and do things our own way when nobody can see our pain. So it says that as they went, they were cleansed of the leprosy, which meant that nobody can see what was on their skin anymore. And now they look normal. It looks like things are going back to normal. When you was arguing with him, you was praying to God and you was asking God to restore your relationship. You was asking God to restore your marriage. You wanted God to move in a mighty way. But now y'all don't went on a date night and it looks like things is back to normal. It looks like it's cleansed now. It looks like the business sales are coming back now. So now you're forgetting to do your devotional. It looks like your job is going to give you that raise. So now you don't stop fasting because it looks like what was bleeding publicly, what was hurting you publicly. It looks like it's cleansed now. So God, I don't have to press into you that much. So it says that as they went, they were cleansed of the leprosy. And verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. Verse 16 says he fell to the floor at Jesus feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan, one of them. But in the beginning, when they were publicly in pain, when they were bleeding, it was 10 of them crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. But then verse 15 says that it was one of them that when he saw he was healed, he came back shouting, praise God. So God, what you mean to tell me is that one out of 10 people are going to praise you when they get what they were praying for, or when they think they got what they were praying for, when they begin to see progress, only one out of 10 is going to come give you praise for what you have done. But 10 are going to cry out. You mean to tell me that everybody's going to cry out when they're in pain, but only 1%, only that 1% is really going to acknowledge what you did. Because, you know, when our pain is private, we can easily be blinded by our ego and we can easily begin to think that it's because of us that we're no longer bleeding in public. You don't remember that night where you were in the cry crying. You don't remember that night where you were thinking about taking your life. You don't remember that night where you asked God to just fix it this one time. You don't remember that when your pain is no longer public, when it's private, you begin to convince yourself that you did the cleansing. You begin to convince yourself that it's because of you that this situation is getting better. You don't remember when you cried out, Jesus. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Then it says he fell to the ground at Jesus feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. A Samaritan was not supposed to get along with the Jews. They weren't supposed to get along with people like Jesus. They was that they weren't. He was like a foreigner to Jesus. So you mean to tell me the one that was least expected to praise Jesus was the one that was on his face. So it's not going to be the ones that you think are going to come praise you. It's the ones that you least expected. So which one are you? Are you the type of person that when everything is bad and it seems like everything is hitting rock bottom, you run to God and you cry and you pray and you ask him to change it. And then soon as one little good thing happened, you forget all about the prayer. Or are you the Samaritan? Are you the one that understands that God, even when it looks like it's turning around, even when it looks like it's progressing, I understand that if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. I understand that now that it's gone publicly, it's not showing publicly, but God in public or private, I'm gonna praise you because I know I wouldn't be to this point if it wasn't because of your power. I wouldn't be to this point if it wasn't because of your prayer. So today, if you have your journal, I want you to ask yourself, are you the other nine or are you the Samaritan? Verse 17 says, Jesus asks, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Verse 18, has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? 
except the one that was not supposed to come back and give glory, except the one that don't even fit in with what's going on, except the one who I least expected to come back and give me glory. Is it only this foreigner out of 10 people? It's the one I least expected that came back and remembered that I did it from the beginning. I'm the one that gave you the first sign. I'm the one that did the first healing. I'm the one that told you where to go. I'm the one that set the path straight for you. I'm the one that covered you. I'm the one that put a, put a shield, a shield around you. I'm the one that went before you and made your cricket path straight. I'm the one that told you you were the head and not the tail when you wanted to take your life. And I only see one that's back to give me glory. And it's a foreigner. It continues in verse 19 says, and Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now, this was the most important part, y'all. The last sentence. He said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. And when I was doing my quiet time this morning, I was just like, okay, God, make it make sense. Because the first time he sent the 10 men away, he told them, go to the priest. And they saw that they were cleansed of the leprosy. But then when the one foreigner came back to give him glory, to praise him, he said, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So what happened to the other nine men? Were they really healed? And God said to me, they were exactly what the word says they were. When you go back and read it at verse 14, it says, and as they went, they were cleansed of the leprosy. But in verse 19, Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So today we're talking about being cleansed and versus being healed because that's where we kind of get it confused. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write down this little comparison that God placed on my heart. So it was cleansed versus healed and healed would be equivalent to being delivered from something. Because a lot of times when the problem with going and leaving God, when you get one sign is that that's just the beginning of the process in order to be delivered or healed from something, you must stay attached to your source. You must stay attached to the healer, which is God. So it says that they were cleansed, which means that the leprosy was moved off of their skin. Yes, it was removed. No, you could not see it any Anymore, but understand that being cleansed is to look clean. Understand that being cleansed is an exterior thing. Being cleansed is temporary versus being healed or delivered. When you're healed or you're delivered, it's, it can't be seen. When you're delivered from a bondage, when you're set free from a generational curse, when you're released from the mind of lack and poverty, when you're set free from lustful thoughts and depressions, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, that's not something that people can see. That's not a cleansing. That's you being delivered from it. You cannot see this healing. You cannot see this delivering. So this is something that's internal. This is something that's permanent. Whereas when you're cleansed, this is just something something that looks like it's squeaky. It's just something that's shiny on the outside, but on the inside, that seed can still be in there. You know, when you get dressed and you go out, but you know that you're still thinking about those suicidal thoughts that you were having last night and you might attempt again tonight, you know, but you have a smile on your face in front of your friends. And you know, when you're with your bae and y'all have a family occasion to go through, y'all smiling and y'all holding hands and y'all putting on a good show for the people, y'all look real cleansed and squeaky on the outside, 
but on the inside is some seeds brewing and they're not really healed and they're not delivered either but on the outside you're cleansed and on the outside it's a temporary front but on the inside is some permanent things that's boiling up and it's causing a pain that's eventually going to ooze out so even though you're cleansed on the outside and you look squeaky clean for now and the exterior is shining that healing that's not happening on the inside is eventually going to booze out eventually you're going to start to bleed out again so what God placed on my heart today is that there's some of you and you came to God you submitted to God you prayed to God and the minute that you became cleansed you detached yourself from God the minute that you saw some progress, the minute that you start feeling yourself, the minute that you thought, yeah, he's the one, the minute that you thought you had all the answers, the minute that you thought that you could do the job on your own, the minute that you begin to rely on your own strength is the minute that you became the nine other men who walked away cleansed, not realizing that they were not healed, not realizing that they were not delivered. Now you are Christian bays, male or female. So you're very smart. So I know what you, I know that you know what I'm getting at what I'm getting at is yes those nine men were cleansed but it was only one that was healed it was only one that was delivered from leprosy delivered is a permanent thing you are permanently free and you're permanently broken the chains that were on you that were trying to keep you bound that's what it means to be healed or delivered cleanse is just wiping over the top of the surface surface you're not getting down to the roots of this thing you're not really unlocking anything it's just looks pretty on the outside so what i'm saying is that the nine other men that walked away from their source they walked away from jesus they never came back and gave him glory they never praised him for the one step that he made in their life the first step of progress they didn't stay connected to the power source so what i'm saying is that those nine men even though they look cleansed for now and they looking real squeaky in due time the internal will begin to ooze out and you will see that everything that glitters ain't gold and even though you looking real clean right now and you looking real squeaky, the minute that you step away from the source, the minute that you forget who your provider is, the remember the minute that you forget who your healer is, the minute that you forget who your father is, you go from healed or delivered to cleanse, which is only a temporary fix. It's only a matter of time for that seed and that thing comes back. It's only a matter of time for those thoughts to start again. It's only a matter of time for you to want to pick up another drink. It's only a matter of time for you to end up in somebody else's bed. It's only a matter of time for suicide and anxiety and depression to start taking over again. It's only a matter of time because when you started and you realized that you were cleansed, you let go of your father. So today I want you to ask yourself, in what part of your life are you just cleansed? Or is every part healed and delivered? I want you to evaluate every aspect of your life and to make sure that you stay connected to your source. Because if you don't, you will go from dirty to cleanse. And that's where the journey will end. And it will repeat itself. How do I know it will repeat itself? Because I've been there. We've all been there where something happens in your life and you go and you pray and you crying and you on your face and you're on your knees and you asking God to help you with this thing. And then as soon as it turn around, you're no longer praying. You're no longer talking to God. You no longer want to tap into his presence. And you just you a little bit too busy. Because it's getting better. You see the progress. You know, you like the nine men. Not at my skin clear. I can go step out somewhere real quick. Grab my mask. 
go pull up on somebody. You know, my skin good now. Y'all know how we do. The minute progress start, now you forgetting the one that made the progress happen in the first place. But it's no more of that. We Christian based. We done with that. Even in progress, we're staying connected to our power source. Even in progress, we know who our provider is. Even in progress, we understand that in order to fully walk out the full plan that comes along with this progress, we have to stay connected to the source. So that's my challenge for you today. No more looking clean. No more looking cute. No more looking all that. You need to have it internally, just like externally. And the only person that can do that is God. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share this fresh word that you placed on my heart. Father God, I pray that every person that listens to this word, Father God, I pray that it plants a seed of consistency, Father God. I pray that it says, I pray that it plants a seed of faithfulness, Father God, not just to your works, but to your word and who you are, Father God. I pray that it gives us the drive to tap into your presence when things are good and when things are, are bad, Father God. I pray that we always have have the desire to check in with you, Father God, to not be swayed by the circumstances of our life, but to remain in your presence at all time, Father God, to remain in a posture of expectancy and thank thanksgiving, Father God, to remember that whether things are going good or whether they are going bad, you are in control, Father God. I ask that we live a life of being delivered and healed and not just temporary fixes, Father God, not just fixes that look pretty on the outside, Father God, not just decorations, Father God, but a meat that will fill us from the inside out. Father God, I ask that you make me and every person listening to this podcast over, Father God. And I ask that you start internally so that our external can shine, not in our image, but in yours, Father God. We love you and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay Podcast. If you would like to sow a squeaky clean seed, you can sow it at my cash app, which is the dollar sign, the Christian Bay or PayPal, polish144 at gmail.com. I pray that this word bless you guys. I pray that this word encourage you guys to stay connected to the source, which is God during good times, bad times, and the in-between. When it looks like it's good, getting better. When it looks like it's good, always remember that it can only be great with God. I love you guys. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel. Okay, I got a goal to reach. My YouTube is the Christian Bay TV. I will talk to you guys on the next episode next week, Monday. Have a good evening.